Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. What would you say is your, in your area, is your bread and butter, three bed, two bath, 1400 square foot house that's all fixed up ready to go what's your entry level price point for say a first time home buyer on an on a nice home that's you know all fixed up ready to go yeah it really just depends i mean indianapolis anybody will tell you it goes street by street neighborhood by neighborhood you know if you're in a cookie cutter village the you know the vinyl villages built in 19 19- or maybe like 2000s, uh, a three bedroom, two bath, those are probably going to be 120,000, 125,000. Uh, if you're in more of the inner city Indianapolis and you get a three bed, one bath uh, built in 1950, those are, you know, 50 to $70,000. So that kind of maybe helps you a little bit with that. Gotcha. Yeah, I was curious because right here in our area in Eastern North Carolina, of course, we're near the water. Okay. So we're near a resort area, but pretty much our entry level price point, three bed, two bath. I mean, it's such a hot market where we are right now. Nobody's moving in for less than $150,000, $160,000 on, mm-hmm. say, a 1,300, 1,400 square foot house. So let's, let's advance it forward, Brett. We told the audience at the beginning of the show we were going to talk about some of these other things. So I'm really curious, and I know my audience is too, how is it? that you're able to scale your business so quickly. How do you go from doing five deals a month in such a short period of time to averaging 25 and more deals a month? Yeah, I think it's just uh, once you find out how to do a wholesale deal and you just find out the, the logistics of, you know, 
how to get deals, how to sell deals, and the process of from beginning to end. It's pretty easy. And really, it's just kind of by developing a team. And that's really what we've done. Uh, so really, when I'm doing you know a few deals a month, I'm a one-man show. And you can only do so many deals just being that one-man band. And so I decided to start hiring some people. And we're up to about 10 people now. I have about eight local people. And I have a couple of virtual assistants out of the Philippines that are lovely, awesome workers. And really just kind of putting the pieces together and then teaching them the system. And it's really just about creating that system. So when I say it's really not different from doing five deals to 25 deals, it's really all the same process. But you know, if I add a person, I expect to do a few more deals. And, and this just kind of went from there. So when you add 10 people, you expect to do you know, uh, five times as many deals. So that's kind of how it goes. So I would just say you know, putting the right people in the right place. So really, it's just developing that. How, how do you build the business? Uh, with that. And that's what we've been able to do here, just learning the system and then putting the right people in the right places and in the system. So, Okay. So that triggers this question. So when you were a one-man show, you're doing two or three or four deals a month kind of deal. But now you've got, you know, you got eight to 10 people. You got a couple of virtual assistants. You got eight local people. What are the different tasks? So if, so if, if we got somebody here listening to the show that wants to start automating their business and growing their business, what do you have these different people doing to automate your business? Yeah, well, in wholesaling, uh, it, all, it all starts with the acquisitions. So if you don't have a good acquisitions team finding your deals, then you don't have any business, right? So it all starts with that. So you have to find out who's going to answer the phones. That's one of the biggest painful you know, jobs of this is just answering, talking to people. Who's going to look at the deals? That's called the acquisitions manager. He's going out, he's taking pictures, he's meeting with sellers. This is a good salesman. So you can have as many as you want. Then there's the closing coordinator. And this is the administrative piece. We're making sure, you know, there's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of, you know, administrative tasks that go into it. So finding a closing coordinator. And then there's the dispositions team. And they're the ones who are going to sell your deals. So they got to be talking to investors, building your buyers list, marketing your deals. So someone talking to all the investors. And then beyond that, there's, you know, a marketing person. So you got to send out a lot of marketing. You know, we have a COO who's Brian. He's kind of running the operations. It can go from there. But honestly, acquisitions, starting, find a closing coordinator, develop a a good dispositions team. And those are the only areas you really need uh, in this business. Gotcha. So you mentioned at the beginning of the show that when I was saying, well, really, what is wholesaling? You said really wholesaling, and I'll put it in my words and paraphrase, is a marketing machine is what it is. You're marketing to find deals. You're marketing to find buyers of your deals, et cetera. And you know, Brett, my guess is your business in uh, Indiana is much like my business in North Carolina from this standpoint. And that is some of my marketing methods that was just knocking it out of the park two, two and a half, three years ago is like (laughs) not getting it done today. And I have switched up and like, you know, some of the marketing that I'm now doing today, I don't even, I hadn't even heard of, you know, three years ago. And so, you know, with any business, the marketing methods change, how you locate deals changes, 
right now in your market, what would you say is one or two or three or whatever? What are some of your top favorite strategies on your team locating deals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I don't think it's like we don't do anything crazy different than anybody uh, anybody else. Of course, you know, we're still doing the direct mail method and it's gotten a lot less here lately because it, it's pretty competitive out there. But, you know, it's still making us money and uh, we're still making three to four times as much as what we spend. So I'm, I'm still cranking it out, even though it's a little more difficult. We do a lot of online. So we do Google AdWords. We have a, you know, somebody types in, Hey, I want to sell my house cash in Indianapolis. We're like right there. Number one on Google. Nice. Uh, so we have some help with that. But you know, our number one strategy is actually probably different than most people. And it really just kind of comes from the networking, the networking model. So we host our own simple wholesaling meetup. We train wholesalers how to wholesale in our market, which is probably a lot different, but we're the authority when it comes to, to who, who are they going to bring their deals to. Uh, so they bring their deals to us, and then we're able to work with a lot of the, the local wholesalers here. And I, honestly, probably half our business comes that way. Nice. So you have a, is it a monthly in-person meetup group? Yeah, we have a monthly in-person. So we do a presentation. We, we typically do things, a tip. Uh, we do good deal, bad deal. And we go through a couple of our deals saying, this was awesome. Here's what happened. This was a bad deal. Here's what happened. And then people love it. We usually get about 60 people there. And then we're starting to put on trainings here locally. So we're taking a handful of wholesalers that really want to scale their business. But then obviously, you know, we're working with them. So we're getting a, you know, a piece of their deals as well. So just kind of working with the competition rather than against, I feel like has, has helped us so much. So. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I tell my story to my students sometimes, you know, I'm in a small area. I mean, my total target market's only 40,000 people Wow. and every, and everyone. So what's your target market? What's your population? I mean, Indianapolis and the surrounding areas is, and surrounding counties probably 1.8 million. Gotcha. So anyway, so every once in a while, one of the gurus will come to Greenville, North Carolina, which is maybe like an hour and a half away and put on a one day workshop. And then all of a sudden, the following week, I'll start seeing these we buy houses signs. <laughs> pop up in my little old Moorhead City, North Carolina, and I'm going, okay, who has now shown up in my sandbox wanting to play in my sandbox? <laughs> and and the reason I'm thinking of this story, Brett, is because really it's so much easier to work with the competition if you want to call the competition the competition. Because I tell folks, you know what? If you just show up and call people back, you're ahead of the competition. You really don't have any competition, but every once in a while, one of these new signs will show up and I'll call them up and I'll say, Hey, this is Jay. I've been here 15 years. Come join the party. But if you come across the deal that they require all the cash and you don't have the funding, call me up. I got money for your deal. So, <laughs> so that, that reminds me of what you're doing to train and educate and work with your local people. It's so much easier. I mean, it's sort of like tenants, you know, yeah. or, or rent to own buyers. It's so much easier to work with them than to work against them when you have, you know, issues pop up and that type of thing. 
My land's Brett. I can't believe how fast the time is going by. <laughs> so your crystal ball, you know, you've been in the business now for 2007. Markets change, markets come, markets go. What are you seeing going on right around the corner? And what should we as real estate investors or new real estate investors be aware of and be thinking about? Yeah, definitely. So I got in 2007 and one of the best years that we had was 2008. And a lot of people were saying that was the worst time ever to get in real estate. And I just didn't really know what I was doing. I was just buying cheap REO properties and that was what was happening. So I haven't been in that market since then. And I have not been on the other side where I started in 2005 and then it tanked, right? So my crystal ball is, I mean, nobody really knows but I hear what people are saying and they're saying that the market is tightening up. It's softening. Properties are staying on the market longer than what they used to be. I'm seeing flip areas here not be as hot as what they were last year. So that, that's just some things that, that I'm thinking about. So what we're doing in that is, is, you know, I used to be a basketball player. My dad was a basketball coach and here all the time, you say, don't, you know, don't worry about what everybody else is doing and the competition, just play, just do you just play your game and do it really well. So we're not going out and we're not doing anything crazy and doing a bunch of different markets that we don't know anything about. We're just staying with what we know and we're doing it really, really well because I feel like that's what we're going to do here for the next year or two. Uh, so those are real investors out there. If I were you, I wouldn't do anything crazy and do these special crazy niches that you know nothing about. I would just, you know, learn one thing, focus on it and, and really just stick, stick with that here. And then when the market is, is softening and it's lower, then maybe you got some, some chances to take some more risks, but that's what we're doing. We're just playing our game. Excellent. Excellent. So what advice do you have for the new real estate investor that has not done their first deal yet? Real quick, y'all, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask I can ever ask of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more real estate investors make more money, feed their families, and have the private money they need to fund their deals. And the only way we can do that is if I ask you to rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. Yeah, you know, this is always, you know, a great question. And there's always the, you know, the always certain answers that people always say, find a mentor, uh, go to your local meetups, things like that. You know, and I think all those are great. I think you should find uh, someone, and I don't know if maybe if a mentor is is the right keyword because I, I don't like people come up and say, "Hey, will you mentor me?" And that's just kind of like uh, you know, I'm not really sure about it. But I do really, really recommend just find someone who's doing it and just kind of do what they do. Uh, don't don't blaze your own trail. Uh, just copy what what the big dogs are doing, and. That's what I would just recommend to someone. And I would really, really recommend going and working with a company at first. You know, I've had the pleasure of training people in our company, and now some of them are out doing on their own. And I don't feel badly about that. I'm like, wow, that's such a compliment that I was able to train them, and now they can do it on their own here a few years later. So I would just recommend, yeah, going and playing with a company that's already doing it and start, start learning the ropes. 
to be a successful wholesaler, and I mean, you know, you've been around the block for quite a while now. Of course, you're in a big market. You know, you're in Indianapolis. But given your other friends and colleagues that are not in such large markets or as big as you are, how important is it to be in, let me ask it a different way. What size market do you think someone needs to be in to really focus on the wholesaling business? I.e., how big of a market do you need to be in to where there's actually a list of cash buyers real estate investors for you to, you know, assign or sell deals to? Well, that's a great question, Jay. That's something that we definitely uh, think about. I have recently actually moved to a, uh, it's a decently large city. It's bigger than yours. It's probably about 400,000. It's Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I think definitely I see wholesalers uh, doing that type of market. If you're in a small town, maybe 40,000 people, I don't know. I think it would be I think it would be difficult because I feel like the more, the smaller that you get, you know, you don't have people from California knocking on your door. You don't have people from all over the nation wanting to buy houses in your market. You have local people. So as far as the number goes, I don't know. I mean, I feel like people could, could do it in our market with, you know, a few hundred thousand people. So I, if I were in a small town, I would look for probably the next biggest city that, that's closer to me. And I would kind of look look there. I think it'd be difficult in a small town, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know why I asked the question, because here I am in a town of <laughs> 40,000 people. And quite frankly, I'm a big fish in a very, very small pond. But um, you're really close to to a big town, right? Is it Greenville? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Greenville. Of course, that's a college town. Yeah. There's probably, I don't know, 100, 100, now, maybe 100, 200,000 people something like that. Of course, we got Wilmington's about 90 miles away. However, I'm not complaining. I'm enjoying an average profit of $67,000 per deal and do two or three of them, do two or three of them a month. And, you know, (laughs) bam. So Brett, up front at the beginning of the show, we promised our audience that you were going to give out access to the free book that they can get on your website, how people can get involved in wholesaling if they want to. But before we do, I got one last question. And then we'll Mm -hmm. give out the free stuff. Okay. So clearly you are not ashamed of your faith. It's in your bio. It's on your website. The first time I met you about a year and a half ago, as of today's date, you were speaking on the stage and you were talking about your core values and you were talking about your faith and you didn't, you weren't ashamed of mentioning God in your talk. And so my question is, really, 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 how important is your faith and your involvement in your, I don't know, what, to whatever degree you're involved in activities that tie in with your faith or church, et cetera, that you would actually say is a part or large part of your success? And if the answer is yes, how and why? Yeah, well, definitely. Well, you know, I know we don't have a lot of time with the show, but uh, I've lived a lot of my life not having faith, just to kind of put it out that, that out there. You know, I gave my life to Christ when I was 30, which was about, you know, eight and a half years ago. And it's just kind of changed my life. So I feel like if you have given your life to Christ, uh, then you already are successful. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. So from there, 
I just kind of built this company. I was a Christian man. I was a man of faith. And I said, I'm not going to compromise that for any amount of money or any amount of success or business that the world tells me about. So I just kind of started building it. And the first couple of guys happened to be men of faith. And we started praying before our meetings and, and it just kind of built from that. And uh, since then, I've just been, you know, a lot of the people that we do bring in are people that that have seen our website, that have uh, seen our our meetup, that have seen a lot of our videos that are attracted to that piece of us, you know, of our faith. So they're people of faith as well. And that's who we've been able to bring into our organization. Um, So it's huge. At the end of the day, you know, if this whole thing falls apart, but we still have that, it's just, it's so awesome. So I'm just not going to be ashamed or compromise for anything. So if it hurts us and we make a few extra, a few less dollars, I don't care. So that's, that's the bottom line, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And you know, you were just saying that you have attracted people that are also people of faith. You know what that reminds me of, Brett? I don't know who in the world ever came up with the phrase opposites attract. They must've been smoking dope or something because (laughs) I'm telling you, who do you want to hang around? You want to hang around people that are like you? Right. You want to hang around people that don't have the same core values of you. Of course, you want to hang around the people that are like you. And, you know, I'm a national trainer doing about 25, 30 events a year. And, you know, you go to speaker school, you go to the speaker boot camp training and all that. And they say, never talk politics, never talk religion from the stage. Well, I don't talk politics because I've just never been drawn to it. However, I didn't follow the advice of speaker boot camp. Speaker Bootcamp says, never talk about your faith, never talk about religion, never talk about who it is you believe in, because you're going to turn some people off. And you know what I've discovered? And the reason I'm sharing this is not just to share with other people that might be trainers or like yourself, educating other real estate investors. I'm saying this to everybody that's listening to the show right now, whether you've downloaded it or you're just listening, and that is... Whatever your core values are, whether they are, whether you agree with my core values or Brett's core values or you don't, the point is express who you truly are, whatever that is, express who you truly are. And I promise you, you will connect with more people than trying to keep your filter on your face and not letting people know who you are, because if you don't take your filter off, You're going to have to live with what I call and what I've heard, imposter syndrome. Let people know who you are and whoever you are, you will attract more of those people to you, whatever that is. Do you agree, Brett? Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. And that was one of the best things that I did years ago was I came up with five core values in our business. And I've done that same thing with my life. And uh, just to kind of always go back to that when you're trying to make a decision about who to hire, who to fire or what, what to do with your life. It's just something that you have in front of you to, uh, you know, does this decision match who I am? So uh, that's just super helped me. So I just recommend that to anybody out there. I love it. So I know we've got like one minute left for people to learn how to connect with you, continue the conversation, learn how to get the free book on your website. But can you take 30 seconds And I know you can't expound on it, but can you share your five core values or do I need to have you back on the show for part two? 
<laughs> no, no, definitely. So yeah, that's our, our five core values. So number one is be a faithful servant. So, you know, we always want to get, get to heaven and God says, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. So we want to serve our clients, serve our lenders, serve anybody that we come in contact with. Uh, number two is mission minded. So that's more of like, hey, we want to be a missionary. Uh, we want to go over the top to just to kind of have the mission. What's our purpose as a company to bring opportunity, have that mission in mind. Number three is leaving a lasting impression. Our closing coordinator, our person that goes all the closing, she does super wonderful at this. She, she's bringing title company cookies and brownies and so nice. Just, you know, are you leaving that lasting impression when you walk out that door? Are they going to remember you? And how are they going to remember you? So leaving a lasting impression. Number four, simple and smart systems. So this is what we've been able to scale with. So we're always trying to think about how can we be smarter? How can we be simpler? I don't like complicated systems. Make it simple uh, so I can understand it. And then number five, and I really like this one is, I asked my business coach, what was the one thing that you regret that you didn't do while you were building your business? And he said, I wished that I would have enjoyed the ride. And so that's just one thing, just have fun and just enjoy this. Sometimes we're climbing this mountain and we're just miserable for the next five, 10, 20 years, right? And then we get to the top and now, we're, now we can be happy. Uh, so I just think that that's just super crucial. Just enjoying, enjoy the climb. So those are our five, Jay. Man, Brett, I mean, that right. That, hey, look, your next book, you're right. That should be the, that should be what your book is about. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So Brett, I know um, a good uh, share of my audience would love to connect with you. Would love to continue the conversation. Would love to get your free book that you have to offer. So please let everybody know how they can connect with you and get the book and, and, and all that. Yeah, well, definitely. Well, you can go to our website, which is simplewholesaling.com. We got some great educational resources on there. Uh, you can download our free ebook, which basically is just how to get started in wholesaling. And we also have our podcast on there. So you can subscribe to the Simple Wholesaling Podcast with Brett Snodgrass. And our, and our properties are on there too. So, you know, we... It's just kind of if you're interested in Indianapolis or or private lending or whatever, just connect with me on there. Emails Brett B R E T T at Simple. That's great, Brett. That's great. So just to make sure everybody knows that the website. So for those of you that are listening and not watching on one of the YouTube channels, it's www.simplewholesaling.com, and that's spelled simple S I M P L E. Whole W-H-O-L-E, sailing S-A-L-I-N-G dot com. And again, Brett's email address is Brett, B-R-E-T-T at simplewholesaling.com. I tell you, Brett, I can't tell you how wonderful it has been to have you here on the show. I mean, just simply fantastic. Another breath of fresh air. And uh, man, I could talk to you all day. And just thank you so much for opening up your heart. And you know, sharing your core beliefs and what it is that's important to you. Jay, it's a pleasure to be on the show, and I uh, appreciate it everything that you do. And it's a breath of fresh air to talk to you. All right, thank you so much, Brett. All right, everybody, thank you for joining in, and thank you again, Brett. Looking forward to seeing everybody on the next show. I'm Jay Connor, the Private Money Authority. Looking forward to seeing you soon, and here's to taking your real estate investing business to the next level. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>